1: Jurassic Views. Courtney Wright, Zia Quiana, Bryce Diamond, on a rainy, kind of dank, dark day in Ottawa. Probably seems similar to what Grant Williams was feeling on Friday night. Uh, guys, I'm happy to have you both here in this conversation. Uh, Courtney, we definitely missed you last week. How are How, how is life? for you as a Raptors fan right now post Boston Celtics overtime win
2: well how do you think it is I mean we beat Boston (laughs) (laughs) not only once but twice both in overtime both very compelling games where we had different players really step up and shine I mean for me seeing OG's game on Friday night was just unbelievable sorry not unbelievable in the sense that he hasn't proven himself time and time again but it was just a lot of fun watching him and watching the team and I don't know I think I'm a little bit more nervous maybe about Wednesday when they're real games that really count but I found that us uh whooping the Celtics was a great way to wrap up uh, the preseason
1: definitely definitely was was there anything that uh caught your eye that you hadn't seen before from the team maybe a individual player or a style uh stylistic thing that the Raps did on Friday
2: Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of players, it was really nice to see Champagny get one game in before the regular season. I was a bit nervous with his injury and him not really having a chance to play. I didn't know if he'd be able to lock down a roster spot. Um, And I didn't find necessarily that his play was that outstanding on Friday night individually. But I think that there was, I don't know, it, it was noticeable, the difference that he makes just having his presence and having him on the court. Um, watching those last few guys that were fighting for roster spots, like those guys were playing, like their lives were on the line. I love like Downton, Banton, all of them just stepped up and literally like played, they just gave it their all. So it was really cool to
1: see. Zaya, what, uh,
0: you on uh, Friday night, uh, what popped for me, uh, the fact that the game was being, uh, Hosted in Montreal, uh, which was wonderful. Uh, Quebecers are always um, great sports fans. Uh, I think tickets were sold out in like two hours. Um, And uh, it was great to see Delano. I'll continue mentioning that. Uh, And even uh, Coloco, right? To see him move around to play some, some, uh, some good minutes with the starters and uh, seeing him get active defensively. That block on on Draymond Green wannabe, Grant Williams, (laughs) um, was remarkable. Actually, um, there there was a moment, uh, Courtney, during the game, uh, Bryce and I were watching it at my crib, and um, I don't know if it was the block or it was a dunk by Precious. Precious Achua. In the first half, I took off my shirt. I literally, I, I, I was literally shirtless um, by halftime. I, and uh, this is like three season, you know, game. Uh, not much at stake other than uh, some, some the final, you know, roster spots being, you know, you know, fought over. But uh, I was, I was really in like, like mid-season. Midseason playoff mode.
1: Now, Courtney, you must understand anytime Zaya takes off his shirt, there is like a genesis to that motion. And uh, his shirt coming off is probably the first memory my daughter, Evelyn, has. She was three and a half years old, and uh, we were watching the Milwaukee Bucks Raptors playoff series, game six. DeMar DeRozan had just dunked the ball on half of the Bucks, and we sealed game six and the series and in Milwaukee road. on the road. Yeah. And Zaya was tense the whole second half because we had this huge lead and then we blew the lead and we we're able to finally secure that uh, game and kind of get Giannis and the rest of the, the deer off our backs. Uh, but after DeMar dunked, Zaya had his shirt off and he was out of the room and then ran into the room. So at some point when he had left kind of this like entertainment area of our friend's house, uh, he had taken his shirt off. And as we're cheering, we're all going crazy. Everyone's just in the moment. And then the four or five of us adults quiet down and Evelyn asks, Why does Ziya have his shirt off? (laughs) So anytime he takes his shirt off, Evelyn thinks the playoffs are happening. (laughs) So to do this in the preseason meant that the level of excitement that my guy has is through the roof right now. (laughs) I
2: absolutely love that. I. I mean, I hope that when I'm in O-town and we're all watching a game together, that I get the chance to witness that firsthand. Just to see that excitement sounds sounds palpable. Right,
0: Bryce Brian, kind of built it up quite high for me now. Now there's expectations. Um, my fandom yeah. is not performance, but it can be qualified. I said <laughs> I, I will say that the you know the subplots for me is the development of our our, our second tier younger guys. Right, the precious. The the Lano's and uh, and I would even add uh, OGs, you know, leap making a leap. So I'm really cheering for that and uh, and I saw all of that on display uh, Friday night. So um, as Courtney had uh, laid out, um, it's not unbelievable to see uh, OG take on that responsibility. Right? Saw uh, Siakam uh, on the court, but it's uh it's quite riveting to see what he's been working on over the ho- uh, the holidays where really it's the off season and um and we're just looking forward to that you know materializing when when it really counts in the season
2: absolutely yeah coloco was a lot of fun to watch too i'm curious of course to see how that transitions from preseason to actual regular season but he he looked comfortable He didn't look like a player going into his first week in the league. And I loved when he dunked and our bench got so hyped that we ended up getting that technical foul. I'll be honest, I'm not crazy about the new decorum rules. I love when the bench mob gets excited and cheers on the team. But uh, when uh, they confronted the team about it in the media press or after, Pascal said it best. He said, I know that's the rules, but I'm not going to be on the bench much when my boys are playing like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We'll be dunking and I'm sure we'll be getting a lot of fines this year but we will be worth it
1: yeah I mean when you take a look at what guys have done in the past to get a technical and what they've let go over the years uh, you you can mouth read pretty easy on some of the comments that some of the guys have I thought maybe a toenail had crossed the line the other night onto the court. I was trying to figure out was there like, you know, lasers that were, uh, or an alarm system that was on the court for players? You know, if they crossed the line, it would go off and you get an IMACT. Was there VAR involved on the sidelines? If you cross the line, the VAR ref calls in. I don't know what's going on. It was just a disaster. But you know what? All that was uh, redeemed. That technical was redeemed when Jason Tatum got thrown out of the game.
0: <laughs> uh, that was classic, and that that's shameful for the refs to, to throw to throw out someone of his stature uh, after kind of a kind of just a, 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 a such a normal gesture, right? of, yeah. of, of uh, disagreement, um, and and you know you can go back to the tape you know read his lips it's, he's not saying anything egregious but um you know ref was all in his feelings and i hope uh i hope they check their own tape in preparation for the season because uh the stakes are going to be high i mean from tip off starting tomorrow night right
1: yeah absolutely uh the the, the refs uh you know i think should be cut off from listening to Drake albums before, if, if that's how sensitive these cats are gonna be. Uh, you know, the NBA players are not Rihanna, so, you know, don't take it personal. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a, a joke, uh, an absolute joke, especially when you rewatch some of the finals that just happened and some of the things that the players say to each other, some of the things that the players say to the refs. Uh, you know, if you have kids around, don't mouth read. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr, what he says on the sidelines, Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, kind of explicit lyrics (laughs) that are out there. Uh, And it was the preseason. That's what was amazing to me. This is a frigging preseason game in Montreal. And these fans will have one chance to see Jason Tatum live this year. And he gets tossed in an actually a competitive game. Now, Speaking of Jason Tatum and other guys on the, on the Boston Celtics that were, uh, you know, they higher end elite guys. Did you think it was odd that Jalen Brown and some of the other starters didn't get taken out of the game until about, you know, five, six minutes to go in the fourth?
2: Yeah, it seemed like they were playing like it was the regular season or even the playoffs. Like, I think that Jalen Brown had well over 30 minutes oh. Uh, which, and even Grant Williams too, it seemed a bit unnecessary. The fact that we were able to hold our own, relying so much on our bench and all these dudes that were just fighting for roster spots. I, I took it as a compliment to us that we played that well, that it kind of forced them to keep those guys out there.
0: I I, I also think it's, uh, you know, we do have this kind of micro rivalry with Boston. Um, I mean, we think it's huge.
1: but You're right, they think it's micro. <laughs> yeah, they think
0: it's, but I actually think it's, Sports wide, I think yeah. it's uh, it's in hockey, right? Right. It's in baseball uh, and obviously basketball, and and so we're uh, and so I think you know I think the franchise, I think the coach wants to you know stick it to us. You know we're playing we're on the road. There's a lot of uh, Boston fans that were there that night, so I think that he was trying to give those uh, faithful you know, Celtic fans who've, you know, driven up from, let's say, New Hampshire, uh, a chance to to see Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, dare I say Derek White, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, on the court. Um, but uh it's uh it was fun. I actually think it was one of the most entertaining preseason games I've seen in a very long time, probably ever. Uh I mean I'm There's I'm cheering. I'm cheering for Downton down the stretch, right? Who's being guarded by- um, Pritchard. Pritchard, right? (laughs) I was going to say, by Pritchard. And it's like, it's come down to this. Either I'm pathetic or I'm just so, I'm this invested in in a preseason game, between the Raptors and the Celtics. And I choose the latter. I mean, it is what it is. We haven't seen you know, basketball since June. Right. So um, it is what it
1: is. Yeah. It was too bad in that game in front of the Montreal fans, obviously that Chris Boucher not only couldn't play in the game, he he wasn't even able to be there. Um, He was launching his foundation. And I think he was, it was going to be a big moment to launch in Montreal Officially as well, Um, he would have been nice just to have, obviously playing in the game, but to be in front of the fans, to be in front of his hometown, uh, that was a real uh, letdown. However, like he did in the game, Coloco stepped up and uh, gave uh, the fans, uh, you know, a nice greeting, uh, en francais, and uh, then showed up with uh, block after block, with elbows, with his with his extended arm uh he was doing it all and and it was the first time that i've seen him show the like kind of scary full repertoire of his of uh you know what he has and it was scary oh yeah yeah. Oh, i was man. worried i was worried for the celtics he looked so good out
0: there and they were without time lord so uh right Robert williams so i, I it'd be it'd be interesting to see when he comes yeah. back. Uh, not to say Coloco is ready to go head to head against him, but uh, something to look forward to uh, next bout with the Celtics is December 5th. It's a Monday okay. Uh, okay. randomly uh, December 5th. So I'm looking forward to that and it's, it's at home. So, okay. Um, I, I know we've had this conversation um, last week, Courtney, but did you, I, uh, um, were you impressed with the final selection of the roster spots? Yeah.
1: Um, and they, that they, was the
0: last game that they had a chance to prove themselves. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I think we saw the evidence with, with uh, Champagny getting most of the minutes for your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I so I listened to your pod. I really enjoyed both of your perspectives on it. I also enjoyed the debate around how to pronounce champagne. Champagne.
1: <laughs> um, the Haitian community was very happy as well as the Congolese community. Oh, <laughs> where, where where do you side?
0: What side of the line are you?
2: Uh, I I feel like I've heard it said as champagne, so I've always said it that way just because how I've heard it. But that's assuming that broadcasters are pronouncing it correctly. So I've heard Penny, but I, I don't know. I'm no, no expert. Um, but regardless of how on earth you say his name, I'm happy he made the roster. I think it was well-deserved. Um, even though we didn't really see him a lot in the preseason, I think towards the end of last season, he stepped up a lot and he made some big plays for us, some big clutch threes later in the season that got us some wins. Um, yeah, I think Josh Jackson, I kind of had mixed feelings about him. I wanted him to do better than he did um, just because he had so much potential. I remember when he was drafted fourth and I look at him compared to Scotty, who, of course, is an exception. But when you look at what Josh had the potential to be or maybe still has the potential to be, I just wish we could have seen a little bit more from him. Um, stoked that Banton made it. I, to me, he was locked in. Um, I'd never doubted that he wasn't going to make it. Um, obviously Doughton's a great fit. So yeah. And uh, Gabe Brown, the other guys, like I, I have no issue with any of them, but I just don't think they're quite ready to be in the league at this stage. So we'll see. I, in Maasai, we trust, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And Bobby and Bobby. Bobby. Uh, Now I forgot because it's probably been more than a season. It might've been pre-pandemic. That I really you know focused on how Josh Jackson shot free throws. was that not ugly? I mean, was it just me but or did that look like really uncomfortable to watch him at the line?:
2: Yeah, it almost looked like he wasn't shooting with his dominant hand. It, right. it was very awkward like people call Pascal's game ugly. I don't know what you would call that. It was very, very odd. <laughs> And not that effective.
1: Definitely not that effective. I think we went to overtime because of Josh Jackson
0: missed free throws.
2: I could live with it if it looked ugly, looked like hell, but it got the job done.
1: Right,
0: right, yeah. Um, just a little rabbit hole here. Um, uh, J- Josh Jackson, drafted in 2017, right, Courtney? Like you yeah. mentioned. Um, he was drafted. Oh, boy. You, after, love, you love this game. He was drafted after. <laughs> After Jason Tatum, right after Jason, right, Tatum. right after Jason Tatum. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. And and ahead by a long way, by a long way. OG <laughs> Ananobi, who we selected twenty third. Keep going. Oh. Cool, um, and right before Ananobi is Jarrett Allen, who will be meeting this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and ahead of Donovan Mitchell, uh, who was a rookie darling that year.
1: Pick 13.
0: Bam Adebayo, who was picked subsequently at 14. Um, go, go back.
1: Go, go, like, go back. Uh, to, yeah, come up here. This is interesting. Number 17 in that draft, also picked ahead of OG And and Jared Allen, was DJ Wilson, who also got cut. So Four? we got two guys who were drafted before OG and Anobi. That's
0: crazy. That is What a, like, total crapshoot the draft can be. It <laughs> is. And, again, there's no exact formula. Um, and I'm sure uh, people have lost their jobs, you know. I right. mean, I'm looking at the list. There's Frank, Nick and Lena, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who – I don't know if he's still in the league. He's cutting uh, yeah, around somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's TJ it, Leaf. Can can <laughs> if I paid you five hundred dollars, tell me where is TJ Leaf playing right now? Not right now? Okay. No. Sorry, we've gone into a Reddit. Rabbit hole <laughs> for me. I apologize, but all, all that to say, I hope I wish him well. Um, I think you know, and, and a career in general, but particular particularly an athlete's career is 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 not linear right so he can always find a place he can always figure things out at a different stage i think he's still 24 25 years old um so uh and the same for dj wilson Uh, i think we've given him a second uh, you know attempt at making the roster and this it hasn't worked out so anyway we'll we'll move on finally Now, we had mentioned Jared Allen in the same
1: draft there as OG Ananobi. They were right beside each other, 22 and 23 in the 2017 draft. We do have a game coming up, home opener, season opener, against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 7.30 next Wednesday, October 19th. Very exciting. Uh, But I'm curious how you guys are feeling, what your thoughts are uh, about that game in particular, Um, but also uh, about the Cleveland Cavaliers because right now it seems like a lot of people in the media are kind of pinning us against Cleveland um, because they think one of us is going to be in the playoffs and the other team will be in the play-in. So uh, I don't know where to start on this. Let's maybe we'll just start with the game coming up ahead. How do you feel about the season over being against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: I'll let you take a crack at it, Courtney.
2: <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I hate that this is the case, but if I'm being completely honest, the word that comes to mind most prominently is nervous. Ooh. Um, yeah, which I don't like that. I am an eternal optimist, but I don't know. They are a very scary looking team, at least on paper. Um, so, I mean, I think... Overall, looking broadly this season, I think they're going to go very far. I wouldn't even be shocked if they finished number one in the East, one or two, um, barring major injuries or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see how like Donovan and Jared and Darius Garland especially work together um from looking I haven't I didn't watch a lot of their preseason games but I watched a bit of highlights and it did look pretty smooth Donovan Mitchell I'm really excited to see him and he he does seem pretty stoked to be with them so if their players can stay healthy I think they're in good shape Kevin Love was cleared today to play on Wednesday so he'll be I don't know if he'll be starting or coming off the bench I would guess he'd be coming off the bench but I don't know I think they'll give us a run for our money Obviously, okay. Evan Mobley and Scotty, it'll be fun to see those two matched up against each other. So I don't know. And Mobley, of course, coming back from an injury too, like Scotty. So I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, we're going to win, but right, right of course. Of it.
1: now, uh, Courtney, would you say at this point, uh, you would say that their starting lineup is ahead of ours or better than ours? Or should we play the game of matching up the starters against each other and kind of go forth and talk about the starters versus each other?
2: Yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess if I had to just say blanket statement, which starting lineup is better, probably Cleveland. But we also have a lot of players that have a lot more familiarity with each other, chemistry, synergy, all that things, all that stuff. That might take a bit longer, a few games for Cleveland to develop.
0: So I don't know, Z? Who's their starting small forward? Is Isaac Okoro. Yeah, my, you know, great, great points, Courtney. I agree. They're very talented. At, the front court is scary. You know, with the with Jared Allen, and in player to player, I think Cleveland Cavaliers will always, uh, be more impressive. But as a team, I think how we played a team defense, we were ranked, we ended up top 10 last year. Um, Cleveland was uh, five last year. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we quite have a similar type of defensive scheme, similar types of defensive schemes, but it's going to be interesting to see how all of that works out. Um, you know, I still think that Gary Trent has a step, a leap to make, and I think he—I'll take him over Levert any day. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be exciting. Oh, it could be Levert. I mean, they could—they can have a, a go small ball, small ball, especially if they have Evan Mobley and jerk Allen in, inside. You want to go small ball against us? Hey, I mean to. to
1: I'm just asking the question because sure, I just want to sure. set up the, this conversation quickly. Uh, I mean, it's
0: not up to me. It's about, It's up to Bickerstaff. And, okay,
1: but sure. if you're, uh, let's just. They're going to start Jared Allen. Yeah. Do you, I'm going to put OJ and Anobi against Jared Allen as the centers? Okay. Is that fair? Is that, everyone okay with that? I would have put Scotty, but I'm okay. Let's put, let's put Scotty. Yeah. We'll put Scotty at center. Who would you want, Scotty, or Jared Allen? I'm sorry, Scotty, but I think I'd take Jaren. Wow. Scotty all day. Scotty in a heartbeat, not even close. Okay, Mobley versus OG.
0: Who are you going to take, OG or Mobley? OG. Okay, I love, I, I love my Nigerian brother, but I, Mobley's game is, is, is so beautiful to, to, to watch. So I'll pick Mobley.
1: Mobley's going to come out and guard OG on the perimeter? Is he going to try and back up a man who's got – I said I enjoy his
0: game. I don't think
1: he will be effective in
0: stopping OG.
1: I'm taking OG no problem. Okoro versus Siakam. Who's Okoro?
0: Pascal all day.
1: Yeah, Pascal, no question. Okay, now here's where they come back. Donovan Mitchell or Gary
0: Chun Jr.? (sighs) This is their backcourt. They, they win. You know, it, it yeah, it's, it's, I, even your size t- says it all, Courtney. It's Donovan Mitchell. I know. I'm Gary. We love your, dress. And, and like Courtney we love your aesthetics. <laughs> but my pick is, uh, is, is Donovan. Um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Courtney, you're on your own on this. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I'm with you. I love you, Gary, but it's Donovan all the way.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because this is like, you know the key. This guy is the key to their team. He's their MVP, right? Darius Garland or Fred VanVleet?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll interject <laughs> Courtney, as you contemplate. Hey, Darius. Quick question: Have you ever guarded the best shooter in? The NBA history in a game six. Wow! On the road. Wow! If that if the answer is no, then you will always lose to Fred VanVleet. Wow! That that that's that's the that's where the bar that's where I set the bar. That's where I set the bar. Maybe in a few years you're going to create the right, necessary right. experiences in life, being a father, being etc. <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera. But at this stage, Freddie over everything.
1: What do you think, Cory?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I think I was envisioning Darius as being a bit older and more experienced, but you're right, this is only his, I guess, fourth year in the league. Do I think maybe in five years, he could be better if he was matched up against Fred, maybe, but at least this Wednesday, October 19th, I think Fred has the upper hand.
1: Uh, I'm actually going to pick Darius Garland in this situation, even though I'm oh. a massive Fred disciple. Um, I'm just gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Darius just to say to Cleveland. We know that you're talented. I'll give you a little nod. It's a small win. It's a small win because we've won three out of five, and you needed your best player to get the a nod to feel good so that we don't get Cleveland Cavaliers fans all up in our Twitter. But I, I think the starting lineup is better, and I don't think their bench is going to be better than our bench. Uh, to be honest, uh, I think we have a ton of depth. Um, I think Delano has risen his game i'd love to hear mm-hmm. your thoughts uh as this as you know after the game against Cleveland, how you feel about his his jump shot his mid range game mm-hmm. this, these days but i 'm feeling very confident now i you know do you guys remember when uh a few years ago when Miami played Indiana and there was a a heated battle between Jimmy Butler and a player on the Indiana Pacers. Do you remember this at all? The guy's name was TJ Warren. (laughs) Jimmy Butler, for whatever reason, took something personal from TJ Warren. Now, TJ Warren's not even in Jimmy Butler's stratosphere. TJ Warren over me? (laughs) But for whatever reason, Jimmy took something personal and, like, dropped, like, 40 on a nothing game, up 20 against the Indiana Pacers. Jimmy went off them. But I think he did it to kind of put T.J. Warren in his place, right? He did it with Tobias Harris, obviously, after the series against the Philadelphia 76ers. He's done this against other guys, too, where he's picked on guys who think that they're somewhere – in the vicinity, and he's just like, No, I think on Wednesday night, the Raptors have heard from the US media, they've heard from external sources that Cleveland's somewhere near the Toronto Raptors vicinity. They have they, they won a few games last year against us, even though they didn't make the playoffs. And I think the Raptors are gonna stomp on them just to remind them, guys. You're not, you're not in our world, you're not in our class. I don't know, that's my, for, for this game on, on Wednesday night. What, what thoughts do you have? What, what ways do you think this game could play out?
2: Wow, so Bryce, you don't even think it'll be close?
1: No, I think maybe the score at the end of the game will be close, but I actually think that we'll be up 16, 17, early fourth quarter. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, and it's at home. Our fans are freaking crazy. Thank you, US media and GMs of the NBA for recognizing that we have the greatest home court advantage. But yeah, I I think we'll squash them. And remember last year, we sucked on opening night. We want to redeem that. That's in Scotty's mind. That's in Fred and Pascal's mind, you know?
2: Yeah, that's true. And also, MLSE, if you want your fans to go to the games, please actually make them affordable. I feel like oh, there's cool. a lot of real fans this season that are not actually going to be able to get to go to games. Those right. prices, Outrageous.
1: Thank um, goodness for the Julie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. We love you, Mississauga. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for those lucky fans that do get to be there be at the Scotiabank Arena, I think they're going to get a hell of a show on Wednesday night. I have a feeling, though, that it's going to be more stressful. It's our first night of regular season. I don't think... I don't know. I think that maybe even at halftime, we might be down a little bit. Nick Nurse is going to rile them up in the locker room and get their spirits high for the start of the third. But I think it's going to be really close. And then somewhere towards the end of the third, we're going to wake up a little bit, remember who we are and where we are, and then we're just going to dominate and then win by 16, 18 points.
0: Okay. You both have an interesting uh, imagination. I'm actually <laughs> hoping that it's it's... It's a closer game. I, I want I want to see how we match up against the Clevelands, uh, uh, uh of the world, um, but I'm also trying to figure out how we're going to put points on the board, right? So yeah. if we're not going to, um, you know, penetrate through the paint uh, against you know the Mobleys and the Jared Allens, um, and that also affects our offensive you know, kind of rebounds, uh, which we've been you know, just savage around, you know, in the paint, um, since last year, like, are we going to start hitting threes at a high rate? Right. So, um, so to me, I'm looking for, I'm looking for how I'm, I'm I'm certain we're going to win, but how we're going to win, right. Is, 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 is really, you know, um, what I'm fixated on. Um, and, uh, and I really want to, I'm just going to put it out there. I've never really been a big fan of Donovan Mitchell, you know, even since his battle against Jamal uh, Murray in in the bubble. Thank you, Jamal. We're looking forward to your return. Um, And so I want, if there's one guy that we, that just goes cold because either Gary puts the clamps on him and, and any rotational defense that we, we, we send his way just, you know, flusters him is Donovan Mitchell. And so, um. So we'll see. It's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be closer of a game than 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 uh, than we think. Um, and we have the pressure because we're hosting, and it's gonna be in in Scotia Bank Arena. Man, yeah. I don't think we really have much
1: pressure at all. And I and I, I say that we we don't, uh, because this Cleveland team has been hyped as like. The next great thing in the Eastern Conference, they have been like crowned princes in the Eastern Conference, the heir to the throne after, you know, the the Nets can't figure it out again or the Celtics struggle or the Greek freak uh, doesn't have a good supporting cast like these are the guys. They're not talking about the Raptors. They're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers being, you know, the next kings of the East. Uh, Well, you got to go through the north before you get to be the kings of the east, in my opinion. And we are just going to be so focused uh, that I think, you know, we're going to be riding high um, all game with the fans behind us. I I think we're kind of almost in midseason form the way our chemistry is looking. Wow. So and Scotty. I was a bit worried about him in the preseason because I wasn't sure uh, about his health, his ankle. He showed up, showed out in Montreal, and I think that's just the beginning. Um, So I'm quite ecstatic. The only thing I'm a bit down uh, about in respect to this game is that likely Gary Trent Jr. is going to be playing and starting. And why I'm down about that is, I don't get to see this guy on the sideline wearing his clothes the way he does. This man is like the fashion savant of the NBA. Am I right or am I wrong here, oh, uh, Courtney? Fashion. Did you see what he
0: was wearing Friday? Were you seeing oh, what- it? Was hard to miss, <laughs> like from from uh, from his head to his toes, like literally. It it was from outside of this stratosphere uh just as his, his imagination and kind of aesthetic choice uh, yeah you're right you're right oh, well i guess you'll guess you're, you'll have to catch what he wears to right like, right right the arena right when the, the runway is now the tunnel right the tunnel to the locker room that's right that's right oh yeah
2: i think they're all gonna step up a bit this year like even precious he's been doing a lot more posting flexing some fits here and there uh, earlier today Kayla Gray interviewed him and they were doing some fit checks um, and he's he's feeling himself a little bit so I think that him and Gary are going to be a bit more competitive this year with their league fits so it'll be interesting and Scotty of course he had some really stellar looks last season too.
0: Well if there's something that we're really going to blow the Cleveland Cavaliers it's, it's definitely <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Cleveland you're not you're you got the Rock Hall of Fame there but that's pretty much it in terms of cultural capital
1: <laughs> yeah uh i think it's a it's a real struggle and like if there's some sort of dance off i think they're in trouble as well the way precious was going yeah. um, what is it dean wade is dean wade, <laughs> dean wade! Dean kevin love is gonna show it some sure. moves i think watchos probably got more hip movement than those two guys combined <laughs> good golly um, another reason why I'm not feeling the Cleveland Cavaliers is I don't like the Bickerstaff family, to be honest. I, do I know them personally? I don't. He's on the list, right? Yeah, they are on the list, man. They are definitely on my list. Joel Embiid and the Bickerstaffs are top of my list. I mean, you're the, the general manager's son is coaching the team. And the general manager, uh, Mr. Bickerstaff, was in the league office before he was the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, it just smells bad. You know what I mean? It just smells bad. At least LeBron is very upfront, overt with his LeGM kind of moves. The, the Bickerstaffs are shady to me, man. That's all I got to say. Oh, Maybe he's – sorry, he's not the general manager. I think he – uh the other Bickerstaff, the older Bickerstaff. I think he he's – Basketball operations, or he's got some exec role uh, within the Cleveland. It just, it just smells bad. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, it should be a fun one, to say the least.
2: Yeah, so you're uh, just praying for the inevitable downfall of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Got it. <laughs> I did not have that on
1: my bingo card for this episode.
0: <laughs> and the bigger stuff, family, and the, yeah, <laughs> the bigger stuff.
1: Not the like the city of Cleveland. I actually enjoy. Uh, I think the team is going to be a lot of fun. I think they will battle us throughout the next five years. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Um, And if they beat the crap out of the Boston Celtics, I'll be very happy. I'll definitely be cheering for them. Um, But uh, yeah, I think, I think there's, they're just a, a little bit overrated and I think they need to be put in their place by the Raps who I think are in that second tier in the Eastern conference this year. So Uh, It's going to be a good one, though. It'll be exciting. Um, So I'm glad that we'll all be tuned in. We got it on the calendars. Um, Hopefully the Do Not Disturb is on the cell phone. Um, Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Any final thoughts about uh, the Raps heading into this game against Cleveland? Any thoughts about what would happen if Kevin Love got posterized by Precious Achuo? Anything, anything about this game you guys want to put in there before we wrap it up?
2: Well, good thoughts there. The only thing I guess I'd say is if things don't go the way that Bryce and I have planned, if we <laughs> by 15 to 18 points. I am mindful that Otto is still injured and I'm really curious to see what he looks like coming off the bench for us. I think uh, Z when you were talking about shooting and who's actually going to be scoring for us especially if Fred is not going to be playing 36 38 minutes a night. I think it's guys like Otto so seeing what he can bring once he comes back. Chris of course coming back from his injury so if we do lose I'm just going to attribute it to those two not being there. I will take no questions.
0: Um, all I have to say is that Judas is not walking through that door. To... Uh, speaking of uh, executive staff, he's the special advisor to Kobe uh, uh, Coleman, uh, the general manager. And uh, Bernie Bickerstaff, the, the father of J.B. Bickerstaff, is not the GM, but he's a senior basketball advisor. How, so interesting. how so interesting. I advise
1: <laughs> you, GM, to hire my son as a coach. It's like... Jalen Brunson's father being an assistant coach and all of a sudden Jalen Brunson has got 25 million a year starting for the New York Knicks. Just <laughs> garbage.
0: Um, <laughs> speaking of labor rights, uh, no, I'm not um, No, I'm looking forward to an exciting game. Obviously, uh, so I'm going to be focusing on the subplots uh, on how we're doing. I'm less interested in in terms of you know the Cleveland the buzz around the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's it's been there since last year. Um, and uh, but if there's any kind of drama, I'm definitely I, I'm sure that uh, the American media are going to focus zero in on the Evan Mobley Scotty Barnes um, debates, knowing that Scotty uh, won the Rookie of the Year um, award last year. Um, and so uh, yeah, so but I'm looking forward to how our guys respond to the moment and really. Uh, start off the season with a bang um, and building off the momentum of uh, the preseason. So let's go. Yeah,
1: sounds good. I'd love to see the floor get stretched, obviously, uh, by our shooters. Hopefully, Scotty and OG can shoot as well as they did the other night. Uh, And that our bench can uh, be just as effective, maybe a, a few wancho threes in the second quarter. Uh, but really, it's going to start and finish with our defense. And I think they're the same. Uh, but I think we can get in transition a little easier and have more versatility. And I think that's where it's really going to come down to. Um, but yeah, this, this, this is a fun opening night. You know, if you want to pin two teams against each other, uh, especially with what's gone on uh, last season and in uh, the off season with signings, um, specifically Donovan Mitchell, I think this is just a great start for both teams to kind of get a test. Where do you kind of fit? You know, H- how how competitive are you against another quality team? So it should be a good one. Uh, Courtney, wo- where will you be watching this game?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I'm... I don't know. I think for opening night, I'll probably be at home. Sometimes it's nice, like being at a bar or a restaurant where there's lots of atmosphere and excitement and stuff. But sometimes if they don't have the game on or it's not on the big screen or it's not a good angle, uh, I don't know. It's not as enjoyable. I like hearing the broadcasters and all that. So, And I did just get a really nice new big 70-inch TV, so I might have to watch it on that.
1: Goodness gracious. Right. Nice. So guys, the the A party at
0: Courtney's.
2: Oh, so, guys, I've had the same TV since I graduated from high school. It was when HDMI ports were revolutionary.
1: <laughs> I lost
2: the remote in 2016. <laughs> so I was long overdue for an upgrade. So I'll probably be watching at home.
1: Wow. Courtney getting that big money now. I like this. This is great. Good, Good for it- you. What are you visiting, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: if I had big money, I'd be at the game on Wednesday. Well,
1: yeah, here. Fair. well, my TV was a hand-me-down, hand-me-down from seven years ago. I still got it 32 inches. Uh, does my daughter complain about it because it's not as big as her Uncle Zaya's? Yes, she does. <laughs> but uh, we'll be watching on Uncle Zaya's TV on opening <laughs> night, so it'll be okay. Uh, I hope I got a nice uh, slake. Or blood brothers beer uh, oh. that night, uh, you know, just you know, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the moment. Um, yeah, it should be should be a good one. Am I invited, Zaya? I didn't ask.
2: Sure. <laughs> I just want to see someone get a good enough dunk or something that Ziya is throwing his shirt around.
1: Yeah, that's how you know it,
2: it's a good game.
1: That's the full Zaya Krana experience while watching the game. <laughs> Uh, man, well, uh, we better call it a pod. Um, lots to talk about. I could talk to you guys for a lot longer, but let's meet up again next week, talk about this game and probably a couple others. And uh, hopefully everybody's healthy Wednesday night, not us, but I mean, that'd be good too. But hopefully the team is all healthy and Otto Porter is back by the end of the week, along with Chris Boucher. All right, y'all enjoy the night. We'll catch up soon. Peace. Peace. Peace out. I think I don't I don't do dream or money or punch. I do arts. So give my heart.